part of the shepherd lesson, I didn't want to look at one thing in the wilderness that will maybe surprise you a bit. Believe it or not, this is called wilderness midbar, but it's also called green pastures. Now, when you take a Westerner here the first time and you look at this, you find people say, well, I don't know that I can go there. Because the Psalm 23, the Lord leads me into green pastures, has been pictured as belly deep alfalfa. Well, you haven't seen any belly deep alfalfa. And from biblical time to today, it's rare to see a flock in the farm country. There isn't a lot of farm country in this culture. And so farmers kept the shepherds out as much as they could. Maybe they would come in a little bit after the harvest to glean what was left. You don't want sheep where you can farm. This is the land of the shepherd. Right at the hillside across from us, you can see those grazing trails cut there by sheep maybe as long ago as Abraham's time. There's space so that an animal on one path and an animal on another can reach right to the middle between them. That determines the distance, so you can graze an entire hillside. And the shepherds lead their sheep across that hillside slowly, grazing what's there. Now, you look at it from here and you say, what's there? In fact, I remember my first impression. I woke up one morning, I was sleeping out in the wilderness, and I remember waking up, watching a flock of sheep on a hillside like this, and my, my feeling was, what are those rock-eating sheep? I mean, what do they eat? How can you call this green pasture? Well, the answer is, there's a small amount of moisture present here. They get a little bit of rain every year. Not much, but a little. Second, there is humidity in the air, especially in the evening breeze, like right now. You can feel it coming from the west off the Mediterranean. There's moisture in the air. That moisture, combination of rain and humidity, condenses or drips along the edge of these rocks here. And if you notice, Right around the rocks, almost always next to the rocks, you get little tufts of green. Get one moment. That's what we refer to as the green pastures. So the shepherd looks for a hillside. That's exactly what she was doing. Look at that flock across from us there. It's stunning. Those two shepherd girls have found a hillside that either was exposed to the wind or had that small amount of rain. And they move that flock across the hillside, and it's one mouthful here, walk a step or two, another mouthful, another mouthful, another mouthful. Now that changes the green pasture image a little bit, besides the picture changing radically. Green pastures are not everything you need for the rest of your life. If you make that belly deep alfalfa, then what God is saying, if you follow me, I'm going to plunk you down, and you'll never have to move an inch the rest of your life. Just reach out and grab it. Tell me that your life with God has been like that. Worry, said one rabbi, is dealing with tomorrow's problems on today's passion. In the desert, we learn the shepherd will get you what you need for right now. Ten minutes from now, you trust the shepherd. Just enough. so enjoyed learning. With the 23rd song, we are on He Makes Me to Lie Down in Green Pastures. 
first thing I want to speak about, and we'll go into this, is I don't know about you, I'm going to be saying that you have the same situation that I do. You know, as we look at our lives and um, we go through different seasons in our lives of what's important and what's not, isn't it amazing um, when we get older, the things that we thought were so important when we were younger don't really matter. Things that we own or, you know, kind of we don't need as much. And uh, we look out of different eyes. I, I myself have spent my whole life working harder than I wanted to having more responsibilities than I needed or wanted to at times. And many times I wore myself to a frazzle. You know, we all have different things in our lives. You might not have my life, I might not have had yours. You know, we all, most of us had jobs, families, people we were responsible for, organizations, places we had to go places we thought we had to go, places we wanted to go. And many activities and how our days became full. And how many times our bodies became weary. We all have different makeups in, in our body, and some are stronger than others, and some have different drives, etc. And so a lot was requested of me in my life by many resources, and I am an overachiever or whatever, and I gave a lot, and after a while my body broke. And I've been weary more than once. I've also went when most people wouldn't have went, and did until I almost dropped over to stop. Sometimes I didn't stop. When I should have, I went one more second until there was no more. And I look back, and I don't know who could have convinced me otherwise. Nobody seemed to have. And then you get to the place you realize what you can do and what you can't. And so we spend a lot of time doing a lot of things that down the road don't mean it. Nobody's talking about the time they came to your house and you worked for weeks getting ready for it all. Or the time you did this or that. What all does that mean? And how so many times it feels good to lie down. Doesn't it feel good at night when you're tired and you're wore out? <coughs> or when you get a different time when afternoon naps are now the thing. You like it when you can lay down and rest. You go, Tiffany and I go, well, I'm just going to lay down now. Well, sometimes that's two or three. Or she has those moments too. But we lay down because we come to a place of exhaustion in our minds and our bodies and sometimes our souls where we need to take a break. 
and we sometimes we, we learn through hard lessons, don't we? I don't know if your mother or father or whoever ever told you, but my mother said many times, one day you won't do all this stuff. One day you'll look at all this differently. One day all this silliness that you seem to be killing yourself about isn't going to matter. I thought she was, didn't know a thing. Now, I realize she knew it all. But when you feel good, it's, you don't see, you're like, well, I can keep on going. But when you don't feel good, and how the least little thing takes a lot of energy, and now that's the big thing, doing one or two things is you're now your goal. Point taken. And so when it says, he makes me to lie down, I thought about that. It didn't, he makes me. So as sheep, he's having to make us. He's like, listen, we got to rest because we have more places to walk or you have, the journey is going to be a little bit, he's thinking, oh, tomorrow we've got some valleys we got to go down and we got to go up some mountains and you're going to need rest. Of course, when we're panting and we can't hardly breathe and we're falling out and all that, then we wish we would have laid down. So sometimes he has to make us as he says, listen, I'm your shepherd. I, I, I do know what I'm saying here. I do know. I see tomorrow. It's time to go to bed. <laughs> Night time. Lights out. And so he, he makes us. As sheep, we already have realized as far as we are that we don't always cooperate. That we sometimes stray and we don't listen to the shepherd and then we get in a big bra patch or we're falling off the hill, or we get, you know, we're kind of like looking around. Next thing we're like, ah, where'd they go? And so staying close to the shepherd we've learned so far is a wise thing. And so he makes me to lie down. Have you ever wondered why sheep lie down? I'm thinking, because that's what you do. Usually we see uh, sheep standing as they graze in the pasture. But in Psalm 23:2, which is where we're at, the shepherd makes me to lie down in green pastures. Sometimes sheep grow tired. That's you, right? You get tired. And the shepherd knows when it is best for them to lie down. Some people love to serve the Lord, but they don't know how to rest in the Lord. There comes a time when the Lord must make them lie down in green pastures. Even the Lord Jesus said, come aside and rest a while. In Mark 6, 31. Do you need rest? How about spiritual? When, when I, I can't take it anymore, when I'm overwhelmed, 
what, when I got said, Lord, I can't stand this situation. I, I'm overwhelmed. I'm, I'm, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. Oh, God, my brain, I guess, hurt all over. So what is it? Yes, my body needs rest. But sometimes I need to slow down and sit down. Because really it's all about my spiritual life. If I, you know, I, sometimes I would think if I go over there, I'll have peace. No, I'll go over here, I'll have peace. No, when everything is put away in my house, I'll have peace. But you see, that days will be when Jesus comes. But anyway, <laughs> but tomorrow will bring other things, won't it? So how do I get that rest and that peace? Most sheep lie down because they are sleepy. Ah, that takes, that's good. They don't sleep well standing up. I never tried it, but I don't think we can do that, can you? Guys programmed humans, so they need about eight hours of sleep each day or whatever. And as much as you fight sleep, there comes a time when the Lord makes you sleep. It's kind of like he says, listen. Let's take some time to just talk. Let's take some time to, to leave all those thoughts and those worries and all those burdens. Can you just put your suitcase down with all that stuff? Let's just rest. And when sheep sense danger, they may lie down in tall grass to hide from a predator. All right. When sheep are standing tall, it's easy for a predator to take them down. But nestled among the grass, sheep can hide from danger. Why do sheep lie down? Because they have finished everything they have to do for the day. Now it's time to rest. So we need to figure out what is really important. is really so important that we have to get done today. I'm learning to that simplifying my own life is the answer. Food or just to be near the shepherd. When the shepherd is sitting down, it's only natural for sheep to come and lie next to the shepherd. Just like humans crave love, sheep want the affection of the shepherd. As they huddle close to him and lie at his feet, are you resting near the shepherd? We each have a choice every day, every second. So many times, let's be honest, that things become so important. Pressures of getting this done by a certain time or all these things we put our relationship with the shepherd at the end of the race. And all these other things that someday will pass and be no more, we put as our priorities. Trust me on this one. When someone says that you have cancer, Someone says, you, this, you're going to lose your job. 
someone says whatever thing that's critical, how is it that the shepherd seems to be? What about just walking so close to the shepherd that we're talking to him and we're trying to be in his will and when he says lie down, we're not thinking, oh my gosh, but I wanted to to do this and I want to do that. Isn't it more important to be close to the shepherd than it is cleaning out another box or whatever it is we find? When the shepherd leads his sheep into a green pasture, he doesn't wander around until he stumbles across the pasture. See, the shepherd knows where he's going. The Bible says that God always leads us, which involves a choice on our, on our Lord's part. The shepherd knows where all the pastors are located and which one is right for you. Therefore, the shepherd takes us to the best pasture at the right time with the right food for today. The shepherd doesn't take us to a pasture that is best for other sheep. That's because he knows you by name and loves you. He takes you to choice pastures that have everything you ever want. The shepherd doesn't take you to good pastures of the past. Praise God. And places where you used to feed and enjoy and past pastures may not be the best for today. The shepherd daily chooses today's best. I'm learning in my own life that I only have today, really only have this second. And so I am a person that can be concerned about many things and, and have a lot of things on my mind about tomorrow in the future. But I am learning that I can't fix any of that. I can't worry about that. I can't do a thing about tomorrow. I just need to lean on Jesus today for all my needs and trust him for tomorrow, if it comes. Because the more I walk with Jesus today, the more I'll be suited, I'll be able to handle it. During summer in the Holy Land, the lower pastures are burned up by the scorching heat. The shepherd leads his sheep to the summer pastures on the heights and in the mountains where cool breezes blow. But in the wintertime, when cold winds and snow kill the grass on the high plains, the shepherd leads his sheep to the grass down in the protected valleys. Timing is important for the shepherd. He must choose when the pasture is best for his flock. So I have to know, but know, but know, but know, but know, but know, but know that my shepherd knows all of that. I have to tell you, in myself, there's times of great faith, and there's times like I forgot all the things God ever did for me. 
and I have to go back to his word and I have to sit down and say, Lord, I know you love me and I know you care and I, and I know all the things you've done for me, but will you help me tomorrow? Are you going to help me today? Is it going to be all right? And the Lord understands what we're made of and who we are. I want to grow. I want to know more about him. I want to trust him. You know, how is it that some people seem to walk in such great faith? And they seem to, to go through trials. And yes, they're people. And they get weary. And they sometimes, you know, wonder. But yet they just seem to just know. I think it's because they spend more time with the show. And that means myself. I mean, I told my neighbor recently something. I know, but I know, but I know, but I know, I know he will help us. But sometimes I seem to forget. Now I need God's strength to carry me through those moments of wonder. Our com one commentary on the Hebrew text suggests that the phrase green pastures refers to places of tender grass, that is new grass. Tender grass has more nutrients for sheep than old grass, but also tender grass is easier to chew and is easier on the sheep's digestive system. Sheep will choose under tender grass long before they will eat old tough grass. I'm following you on that one, aren't you? Tough steak, steak that's you know seems to be just right. Have you ever been invited to someone's house and you're eating the shoe leather and you're just grinding it and grinding it? Then you do that little napkin thing every once in a while. I know. When our Lord chooses food for you, he gives you tender grass because he knows you enjoy it. Oh, he, he cares about me. He wants you to have a bounty of food that will make you strong and healthy. Isn't he a wonderful shepherd? In closing, we'll, we'll talk about this also next week. Well, the shepherd makes the sheep lie down in green grass, he is not seen picking the grass for the sheep. The sheep must bend down, right and chew. In the same way, the Lord doesn't give you eternal truth without your involvement. You must hear the spoken word of God and give attention to understanding it. Then you must read the written word to better understand what God is saying to you. You must study each book, each chapter, each verse. Since God inspired every word in the Bible, every word is important and has some meaning for you. So know his word, memorize his truth, and hide it away in your heart and help you grow in Christ. Meditate on God's word so it can direct your life, just as the shepherd takes the sheep into the pasture but makes them responsible. I think that we all want God to do so many things for us so we don't have to. 
and he, we want him, you know, to do this and that. Wonder why he hasn't shown up, or wonder all these things. And as we live in a world where sin is rampant, and Satan is certainly doing his business in these last days, you see that we become so busy. Look at your own life every day. What is it you do all day? What is most important to you all day? What are your habits? What are the things we all have our, our first, second, third, and fourth things we do? And do you see in your own self how Satan pulls you away from the world? You don't pray as much. You, you don't get in the Bible and the Word enough. You don't ask God to help you be a better witness. We don't talk about to the Lord about our shortcomings and what we can do to be better. And why is that? Because Satan doesn't want you to. He doesn't want you to become close to the shepherd. He wants you to stray. He doesn't want you to lie down and listen to Jesus. I have a hard time sitting there. I have a hard time resting. When I get to that place, I zero down. And I, because of my MS, I zero out and I, and I hit ground. And I become so fatigued, I can't describe to you what that's like. So I need to start my day with what's in so I ask you to examine your own life today and this week and think about what you give to the Lord. How close are you to the shepherd? What keeps you from reading your Bible? What keeps you from witnessing? What is it you could call our, we call ourselves Christians, what is it that cause is so important that we don't walk? And so when he says, lay down, I want to talk to you guys. Then I want to lay down to this. To this. Amen? Amen. Because it didn't say, we just can't wait to lay down. He makes us. Because we're sheep. And we don't know what we're doing. That's me. That's just not me and how I've learned to know the shepherd. I seek his guidance for my life more than I ever have. And I beg him to help me. So I walk As you know, we can't make it without him. Don't let the enemy keep you Thanks, Lord. I ask you right now, I want you to bow your heads. And I want you to take a few moments to just think about your, your life. 
Now remember, God knows everything before you. It doesn't matter if you mention or not, he already knows everything. And let's just take a moment of evaluation in where we could be better in so many things. And then we need to ask God to help us. Because our flesh is very weak. And at times we want to do many things, but when it comes to the time, we say, well, maybe tomorrow or later, or I'm just so busy right now. None of us will ever be so busy to die. And the day will come, if Jesus doesn't take us in the rapture, we will all go by the grave. And what we have done for Jesus will be the only thing that gets us into eternity. Nothing you did for your job. Nothing you did at your home that you polished that furniture till it shined. Whatever we feel is so important. The only thing that's going to matter is if we know Jesus is our personal Savior. And we've trusted him. We've tried to be obedient. What we have done for his kingdom is the only thing that will matter. Nothing you do is going to matter for your kingdom rewards other than what we do for his glory. So we need to ask God to help us. I know what it's like to feel busy. I know what it's like to have all these things that need to get done. But Lord, help me to prioritize my day. Help me to put you first. Help us to want to be closer to the shepherd this week. Help us to listen to the Holy Spirit as, as we ask him to reveal things to us that we can change. So we can hear his voice when he just whispers our name. Because we're not that far away. And that we learn to walk with him closer. And when he says lay down, we can't wait to take the rest. Amen. Amen.